Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh. We're back. We're it's here. Us. It's Friday. We are starting a cult. If you can't understand the robo-like voice in the intro, that's the podcast name. Yeah, that's Griffin singing there. That that's Grant. I'm Jake. Mitch is here. Fuck Griffin. We are starting a cult. Griffin's you great Griffin? guy. What are you talking about? No, don't 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 fucking egg up to this kid, okay? I like. He's him, a little though. shit. He's not even here to defend himself. I truly like. He's him. a little shit bird. And he but smells like raspberry jam, and he owes me three dollars. Not going to deny pissed. any of this. None of this is untrue to my knowledge. But uh, you're, he's, he's a cool guy. Griff, if you're out there smelling the fucking place up like fucking a nice field of strawberries, listen to this message from me. Yeah, fuck everything <laughs> that you stand for. <laughs> <laughs> He uh he, yeah he did he did that intro for us for free. <laughs> <laughs> and he still owes me three hundred dollars. It just keeps rising. And his son's beats headphones. Incrementally, the money he owes me, it's just it's just going through the roof. It's skyrocketing. Oh, yeah. Interest rate is astronomical. Yeah, so Griff, yeah, if you can you hear believe. me, you raspberry man, I'm gonna find you. I don't even understand. And I'm gonna <laughs> shake your hand and tell you. You are having a great day. That's what I'm going to do to you. Jesus. All right. These are like mixed emotions. I I don't want people to know where I'm coming from, you know. Am I angry? Am I happy? Am I sad? Am I happy? What am I doing? Am I having a stroke? Am I okay? I can't tell ever. Who do you call? The pizza guy or the cops? What do you do here? The pizza guy, huh? That's how I live my life. You never know what's coming next. It is, dude. Speaking of never knowing uh, what's going to come next, let me do, we'll break this down for you, right? We are official. It's official. We can make this announcement now. It's official. Yeah. Next week, we are going to be getting into a topic called the Franklin cover-up, which uh, ironically enough involves uh, sex trafficking rings and pedophilia and things of that nature. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I don't know, I feel like it's the right time to do these type of uh, series because it's kind of coming out in the news and all this, like, recently. 
So, you know, we're going to be doing that. Yeah, the Kairos is choice as fuck. And uh, I, the reason I bring that up is because this week, we're going to be giving you like a little, uh, it's going to be like a, a hangout of an episode. It's going to, we got a, we got a theme, we got something to talk about, and it's going to get real weird. So that's why this one, it's going to be a little bit more conversational, because uh, yeah. it's just fucking hilarious. This is what the, it is. the palate cleanser before the storm. Yeah, no, it is. Oh, it's, it's a nice uh, rinse out. That would um, be the wasabi. I guess. But yeah, so as um as we approach a heavy topic, we're going to get into something that uh, I've enjoyed for many years, and that is the Chestnut Ridge. It's uh, all one word, Chestnut, chestnut, chestnut Ridge. Chestnut Ridge, it's not two words. It's, well, it is two words. It is two words, but the first part isn't. It's not... It's it's, it's, kind of, it's funny if you think about it, but... Chestnut Ridge... It's a cool little location, and um, it's got some weird shit. We uh, we cover all the things here. I mean, it's very Skinwalker Ranch esque uh, in in a sense. But uh, yeah, no, it'll be it'll be fun. You guys are gonna like this. Yeah. I think you will because I I hope you will. Please like this. You I don't gotta know what do it, to dude. Do Chestnut myself. Ridge, though. You gotta like it. It's fucking, uh, it's part of the Appalachian uh, Mountains, right? It's right there. It's making up uh, the foothills of the, uh, the mountain range in southern Pennsylvania. It's actually uh, an unincorporated community is named Chestnut Ridge as well. That's right, right, right by there. And, uh, yeah, and that's uh, right outside of Uniontown, which uh, comes up a lot in a lot of these stories, a lot of sightings, a lot of weird shit going on. Uh, Uniontown is also the birthplace of the Big Mac. Interesting. In '97. No correlation, but it's just it's just a fun fact for you. Then wasn't there that guy that ate like a Big Mac every day? Yeah, when they first came out, he ate like seven of them, and then he like tapered down to just two a day. Or yeah, something. he went like nonstop on the Big Mac train. That was an interesting choice to just like digest all of that. He looks great. I think he's still alive, right? Mm-hmm. He is still alive. He's still eating Big Macs. Is he? I yeah. I, I remember no, watching is. that thing about him, but that was a, a. It feels like a long time ago. Like I don't know when that was. Hey, back to the ridge. So what we're working with here is this is. It's like a. It's a very tight knit community. Uh, it's made up of a lot of different like small towns and little areas. And all over the place, they are witnessing these fucking crazy just things happening. And um, probably, I would say, the biggest, uh, like, most notable thing that's happened there is the Kecksburg incident. Yeah, the Kecksburg crash in 65. Yeah, that was, that, I mean, that's kind of a topic for another day because there's a lot of research that went into that. It was a... Acorn-sized spaceship. Well, not no, size, not size. Acorn-shaped. Acorn-shaped. It kind of looked like a honeycomb sort of honeypot Devo hat. Big, and it was big thing. It was the silver and green object that crashed in the forest, and people witnessed it. And then, um, believe it or not, you know, funny enough, the military comes and they pick this uh, spacecraft up. Yeah. And put it on the back of a truck, and it's never seen again. Yeah. Within an hour, there was, like, a shit ton of, of military people there. But after that, in, like, the coming hours, there was, like, a fucking, uh, what was it, a convoy that, of military, like, vehicles just holding a bunch of people and shit and equipment and just, like, just made their way into the town. Started taking people's houses as, like, 
like central port or whatever it is. It's like central control areas for like the people that were combing all the fields for like a bunch of evidence and shit. It's insane. Yeah, it's weird. And I I personally would love to visit this town because they very much embraced uh, what happened there. And they hold a yearly festival, uh, an alien-themed festival. And, you know, all the people come out and they have a good time and remember uh, when this event happened. Yeah. Bring some revenue in for the city. Maybe put it into the schools. And believe it or not, this was just the beginning of weird times. I mean, what we're working with here is a complete amalgamation of just weird stuff that's happening. Yeah. And... Uh, there's a lot of people that live in the town uh, just say that you get this weird feeling, like especially at night, like just driving through town. Maybe it's the stories that surround the town and just this air that's around. But there, it, it, it's this eerie little feeling you get when you're in the town. Yeah, weird vibrations. And it doesn't just stop there. I mean, we, we're going to get into a lot of stuff. And... um. I think a good starting point is the lights, <clears throat> these little orb lights that uh, appear either uh, near the ground or like above the treetops. The orbs, the infamous orbs. And uh, I say Skinwalker-esque because if you remember that series we did, there a lot of the weird stuff was followed around by these orbs of light that would just float through the sky. We're kind of mischievous, yeah. And they're not particularly nefarious or anything. They're just present, and they're weird. You know, it's just an odd thing to see. Yeah, it's like, what is that looking at me? Is that, like, sentient? Am I really seeing this? Am I crazy? It's, it's kind of a mind game more than it's dangerous. The reason I bring this up is because these lights have been prominent uh, to certain individuals in the town. And there's one guy, uh, this is all on a documentary film called The Invasion of Chestnut Ridge, if yeah. you'd like to check it out. It's awesome. It's on Amazon Prime, right? Uh, yeah, no, it is. It is sick. It's very interesting. It's brought uh, brought to the light by uh, the Small Town Monsters. And they're just a cool group that uh, they investigate these like urban legends and cryptids uh, specifically located within areas. And they just compound you know research and provide data for what people are seeing yeah they have a few movies i think like two or three but this is one of them and it's amazing check it out and the reason i bring this up is because there is an individual that was alive during the kecksburg crash and the story that he goes on to tell it's very it's quite simple but it's just interesting it happened right on the edge of his property and he was just a kid at the time and he came home, and, you know, everyone was crowded around looking. And afterwards, uh, he said, you know, a couple of days later, he's walking through the field, like he always does with his brother. Yeah. And there are guys there with uh, with Geiger counters and hazmat suits just sweeping the area. And they're like, you know, kids, you can't come in here. There's radiation here. And I love this guy because he's like, I didn't know what radiation was, so we just kind of went on with our day. Yeah. Wait, was this the guy in the movie who had the Second Amendment shirt on? Uh, yes. Was it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I with the, the Don't shirt. Tread on Me snake making the two. But Hilarious. And he, he, that was, his experience was really just that. And then he has seen the lights as well. And this can kind of move us into, I would say, the uh, 
probably the meat and potatoes of the story, which would be the Bigfoot sightings yeah. that are just rampant in this area. That kind of started just mere days after the whole uh, the whole event in uh, in Kecksburg. Yeah, and it, it was, really it just immediately they started porting sightings. It really took off in 1973. That was when pretty much all these towns were kind of like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, yeah, it was, it was weird. The entire thing was made up of like four or five towns. What is it like, Derry and uh, fucking fucking. Uh, Union Town. There's some other ones. It's a, honestly, it's a bunch of like small Stevens town America, yeah, like, little communities. I just remember Dairy because of it. Um, the like it. We'll start this one. I like this one. I think the most. Um, there was a woman who lived in a trailer park, and what happened was. She is uh, in her, you know, in her mobile home, just relaxing, and uh, her dog starts barking out the window. And she's like, oh, "This is odd, right?" Looks outside and sees these like glowing eyes in the darkness, and it keeps getting a little bit closer with each bark from the dog. Eventually, it runs over and it lifts up the trailer and like drops it back on the ground, like just the corner of it, not the whole trailer. Yeah, lifts up the corner, drops it. Uh, when they come out the next day to investigate, all the skirting along the side of the trailer was gone. and Well, not gone, but it was removed. And it was like, well, that's, we didn't have a storm or anything. And this started like this weird thing of people freaking out about Bigfoot. Dude, yeah, you left out the part where like the Bigfoot made a, uh, or whatever it was, the creature made a noise that sounded like a distorted, like, crying baby. Mm-hmm. That, oh yeah, that, that's like a commonality in all the sightings that like everyone kind of reports that noise. And there was there was actually another one where a guy was just kind of night fishing, and he just kind of felt like he was being washed. He saw someone come up, and he was like, "Ah, oh, I'm night fishing. There might be other people out here, whatever." But then it wasn't moving; it was just staring. It was like in the shadows. He could kind of see some eyes looking at him. So he's like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here." So he's like, he goes back to his car. And he gets into his car after he's loading up. He's like, fuck, I'm getting home. And uh, apparently, a huge hairy man with long white hair on his face, like covering everything, goes right by next to his window. <laughs> and he's like fucking freaking out. And apparently he had no teeth, no teeth, next to no teeth, basically. And he was like, he just made that like crying baby distorted noise right next to his passenger window. And... uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mitch knows, and uh, and so he's like, "Oh shit!" And this thing, as he's trying to pull away, lifts up the back of his car. You know, like that cartoony thing that happens in like cartoons sometimes. They're just like, "Ah, yeah, you're not getting away this it's time." Like they he literally did it. that. This Bigfoot did that to this guy, and <laughs> he eventually like, the yeah, his car was all fucked up and shit, and uh, but eventually he like <laughs> the the Bigfoot set it down. And this guy is speeding away, and he looks in his rearview mirror, and he swears to God that this thing was just waving goodbye at him. He was just waving. He's like, bye thank bye. you, goodbye, till next time. And, yeah, it's It's weird. amazing. It's crazy. There's like a, and that's, like, not a unique story necessarily in that area. There's so many oh, no, that are like it. It's, it's crazy. And the, it's funny because in, in this same trailer park where this had occurred, 
there was a footprint left behind in the gravelly mud area. And it was they were preserved it. The people in the trailer park, because they were like, this is like, we had to look at this. We had to figure this out. Yeah. And one day, um, there's this, the cop, one of the cops in the town, uh, is called from someone in the trailer park saying that, like, you know, this guy was here, blah, 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 it's rambling. And he's like, well, let me go check this out. So they go out there. And what happened was, in this town, or trailer park, sorry, uh, a lot of people were gathered around the foot just kind of looking. And then this guy pulls in with Ohio license plates, uh, an Ohio, uh, what do you call it? Like government uh, license plates. Yeah, government plates. plates, yeah. And he says, he's talking to me, he's like, I'm here from Ohio, blah, blah, I'm here to you know look into this uh, footprint you see. Yeah. And they're all like, Okay, this is weird. So he's taking his pictures and, like, looking at it. And then this little kid uh, brings his Polaroid camera up and takes a, takes a snapshot of uh, the footprint. And the guy's like, you oh, know, no cameras. And he takes the photo from the kid and puts it in his pocket. And the kid was like, man, all I did was take a picture. And he's like, yeah, you took a picture for us. And then this really started to agitate the people that were there. Like, you know, what are you doing? And the guy's like, hey, don't worry about it. Then he, then he just fucking smashes his foot in and starts kicking all the dirt around, covers up the footprint, and just speeds out. And the cop was called immediately after because they were like, yo, we're going to call the cops on you, dude. Like, we don't know who the fuck you are. He just destroyed evidence and left. Yeah, so he came, collected evidence, destroyed what was there, and drove off. And, again, this is not like a uh, an uncommon occurrence here because... Uh, in a lot of these Bigfoot sightings, um, there are weird, like, questionable people that show up and ask questions, collect data, and they're like, oh, thank you. And then, you know, in one of the instances, uh, the guy answers all the questions, and he, he just assumed he was part of the police. Like, two men came to the house, and he was like, well, they knew all about it, so I just figured they were, like, involved. Yeah. And it they weren't. So it's like, we no one knows who they are. You know, we don't. No one has access to who these individuals were. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. We were watching the thing with uh, uh, with this specific researcher who was like doing these cases, and like he was like, "All right, we're gonna like probably try to hypnotize you as well uh, to try to like do regression and get like the whole story out of you, you know, and that kind of stuff." And he was like, "Why are you gonna hypnotize me again?" He was like, "Uh, what?" And they're just like, "Yeah, uh, some some guys were in here uh, earlier, and they interviewed me after hypnotizing, and uh, I was just wondering." He's like, I thought they were with you. So there's, like, people coming to pe- these people, like, before, you know, documentarians and, like, I don't know. There's people getting to these people immediately after these things happen, and it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. No, it is weird. And it's just, it's funny that there's so many, like, Bigfoot sightings in particular that it's, it's strange. Yeah. And... Uh, I, you know, now to bridge the gap here into some of the other stuff, uh, there's a lot of UFO sightings in this area as well, around uh, specifically the wooded area of the Chestnut yeah. Ridge. Very close and very large UFOs. Yeah, and they sightings. it's kind of crazy. They just kind of hover around, and uh, one of the the way they describe one is very interesting. It's like when you're looking at the night sky. It just seems like a star is like turned on in the sky, like it's not there, and then boom, it's just there, and it's like, what was that? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. 
then there are times when they even change color just like rapidly from like blood red to just back to white mm-hmm. just like blinking it but it's like a very strange offset blinking like lasting multiple seconds between the changes mm-hmm. it's very weird then now we get into the connection there's i have two separate instances of this of ufos and bigfoots seen together and also interacting and there was a eyewitness report of a tall, hairy creature holding what is essentially a completely luminescent snow globe, like a perfectly spherical just light. As if he's just holding an orb. Yeah. Like, you think of, like, Harry Potter when they get into that, like, room with all those, like, just, like, giant balls of light. I don't even know what they are. It, it's I Those, just like, memories those. or some shit? I haven't seen those movies in a long time. And he's just carrying this through the woods. And then the creature spots uh, this eyewitness. And it kind of turns and like runs into the woods, still being illuminated by this orb. And eventually the orb dissipates, and out of the sky comes a beam of light connected to a UFO. And the Bigfoot is not seen after that. So we'll get into possible theories what that might be imagine just going for a walk and you just see that shit happen like over a ridge on your property no you go back in the house so just aggravating like well there's there's just so much on my plate now then my personal favorite bigfoot story which one save the best one for last there is a man who is on his property and there are two uh neighbor boys that are just like wandering around and he's like, hey, you know, you're kind of on the property, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, you know, we saw this weird thing out here. So he walks with them a little bit, and uh, they're walking along this fence. And at the edge of the fence, they see a giant tall, he describes it as a damn near eight-foot-tall, like, hairy, ape-like creature. And it's being uh, lit up by this orange glowing ball in the sky. And it's walking along the fence closer to him. And as it gets closer, he sees that there's a shorter one behind it. And he has his gun. And he puts uh, tracer rounds in his gun. And he fires over the creature's head. And he just they don't react to it. They're just like, hmm, weird. Let's go about my business. And they're like, huh. And then what happens is the short one in the back, reaches over and touches the taller one in front and the light just completely goes black. It's just total darkness. And he was like, I just panicked. So he's like, I still had three like live bullets in the gun. So he shot once and hit the fence post because he said he could hear like the wood splintering. And then the next time, he shot two bullets into the darkness where these creatures were standing. And all he said was that it sounded like a bullet hitting the surface of a lake, like that plop, like the boom, boom. Oh, my God. Big feet are made of gelatin. It sounded like that, and before he knew it, it was completely gone, and the the pasture was empty. Jesus. Yeah, I I like that Bigfoot story. He was just walking along a fence. Yeah, and it's like... (laughs) Just with its child. And it's like, yeah, they're kind of just like, we got to get out of here. You know, it's like... It's like, oh, lights out. Lights out, motherfucker. It's the equivalent of, like, being in a parking lot somewhere, and, like, there's a guy just kind of, like, walking real slow, looking at cars, 
and you just lock the door. You're just like, uh, it's like, why take know. the chance? Why? Yeah, like, why did you do that? That was like what that Bigfoot was doing. It was just like, let's get out of here. Yeah. Like, this guy's, guy's looking not for happy. a backseat to hide in. This guy's not happy. Um, then I would say, uh, we'll we'll kind of shortly cover the other things that are seen. There's a lot of, believe it or not, like black leopards or uh, no. Uh, Black Panthers. Black sorry. Panthers, yeah, being uh, being seen around there. Lots of weird animals. Yeah, like large black felines seen. Yeah, and then my Not personal favorite, the, the mountains, the Thunderbird. A Dude, lot of Thunderbirds. These Thunderbird stories are insane. The guy who told this specific story about uh, his Thunderbird uh, experience, he like retired and moved there, and uh, he uh, he was just like, oh, there's this thing on the edge of my property. So I went out to investigate, and I was like, oh, it's a deer. And it looked like it was, like, sitting in kind of like a fetal position with its, like, arms crossed in front of it and its head down. And I was like, well, that's – isn't that a weird description of, like, a deer? Can you imagine a deer doing that? I really I re- can't, like, unless it, it's a cartoon. Does it, like, have legs that can do that? I feel like it would just break its arms in half to do that. Yeah, I don't think they're meant either to way. be that flexible. Yeah, yeah. So in he, that way, at least. Either way, he thought it was a deer sitting um, like someone who had just received horrible news. But then he went further. Uh, he went further ahead there, right? And uh, he friggin' he was just like, "That's not a deer. That's a bird." And it apparently it was in that position, but it was with wings, right? So it turns around and looks at him. It's this huge ass bird. And uh, it just like it it uh, expands out its wings. It's he said, what is it like twelve, fourteen feet, something like that? Yeah. And it does one swoosh, and it like comes towards him, and he's like, oh fuck! And he just gets down. What is it? Just like fly away? Just flies over him? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just it flies just goes off. away. But it was just like a, a huge ass bird he mistook for a deer. That's how big these fucking things are. Then it's twelve, fourteen feet wingspan. That's kind of scary. That's not native. And what I the thing that I find almost the most interesting is the I mean there's a lot of other sightings. That was that's probably the best like up close sighting that they have at least in the documentary. Yeah. And it's not described as like a like a bird that you're thinking of. Like the way they describe it is more reptile like skin, like very like thick scales yeah, like, like it looks no like feathers. it's been around for a while yeah like it's it's almost like a kind of like a vulture-esque like where they have like the the hair is not what you see you know you see this like pink little like nubule of a head it's yeah. like it, it honestly like greatly resembles like pterodactyls yeah no it does it re- it's strong, like strong stretchy like almost yeah like just not with skin. as pointed of a, of a head but around that size it's like crazy and yeah, all these things are happening in this very, very specific location. And I mean, it's it's hard to deny that, you know, I say this a lot. Like, people always, you know, they want to argue and stuff. And they're like, oh, I can't believe you believe in, like, aliens and Bigfoot. It's like, I do, but so does the government. You know, like, they believe <laughs> it enough to where they allocate money on this to investigate these things. So, like... It's it's enough of a question to where people like want the answer, you know. It's true. It's true. And it's the same. I mean, look at like Kexburg, all these things like the government comes out to investigate and see what's happening. And it, we were talking about it while we were watching it and it's like in a way it's their way of like gathering data. I don't necessarily think it's like 
nefarious, I think. Yeah, it's probably just like, all right, well, no one can know why we're doing this, but let's just do it and get out of there and fucking everything's cool. Yeah, it's like if you're trying to research something, you want every story you can have. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like they're doing it. It's just that, you know, they hear it through the grapevine and they're like, well, we got to get this guy's story before it's like, you know, too old. Yeah, I mean, this year, like uh, amidst all the other insanity that went on like the fucking government admitted to the existence of ufos and that they've been looking into it but they have no idea and they also they, uh, they just told us that they also released this was last friday that came out in the fbi files that astral projection is 100 percent true and it has been tested and tried by the government yeah dude they've had that in their they've been doing tests with that since like the 50s and, yeah, it's legitimate as well as kundalini meditation and the healing powers of uh, the chakra alignments. We don't necessarily know if it's true in the degree we think it is, but there is truth to it that the government has found and utilized. The world is fucking off the hook lately. It's, like, insane. It's just one crazy thing after the next. Yeah, and with all this being said, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it. We... I wanted to hit the big points because it's like, I don't know, it's a lot of talking points, it you is. know? like You know, it's fun. It's just like a little light little thing. It's like, this is crazy. It's the, like Skinwalker Ranch, but it's not so menacing. It doesn't seem so menacing. You know? The first question I want to pose to you gentlemen here is this, this light source that seems to follow the Bigfoot in these sightings. Orbies? Uh, yeah, I mean, the orb as well as like the luminescence in the sky. Yeah. What do we what what are what are our thoughts on this? Like, what are, where do we think this is? I mean, I don't fitting know. into a narrative or a story or what purpose yeah. could it have served or anything? I mean, I don't know why it would be so insane to think that Bigfoot is like the most realistic earthly creature that the aliens could send down as like someone to I don't know be here gather info. I don't know what they're doing, but I feel like they might have one. It's like something to do with each other, you know, uh, Bigfoot and aliens and all that. That's reasonable. You know, it's why not? Very reasonable, why I not? Think. It could happen. My thoughts always go to like something multidimensional, perhaps. Elaborate Maybe. on that. Well, you're talking about these these orbs. It's kind of like the same thing with Skinwalker Ranch. How essentially there's like some other reality. And it's kind of seeping into ours. And that's why you're getting all this weird shit going on. But the the one thing that I'm just kind of just playing with right now is that they're all, you know, all these cryptids are definitely something that look like, you know, look similar to shit that we have here, you know, like on Earth. But yeah, they're but like always slightly like, different. They're slightly different. They're like way crazier to us. They're foreign. So I don't know. To me, it just seems like there's like another reality and shit's being kind of like temporarily, you know, seeped in, seeping into ours that, you know, uh, appear to be something we could recognize. But maybe it's not. You know, I don't know. That's fair. Yeah, I I could see that. I really could. I can there, get down on that. There's a theory that could go kind of along with that. Do you think places like Skinwalker Ranch and maybe Chestnut Ridge 
are areas where there are possibly tears in reality and other things are coming through. And that's why maybe aliens are there. They're kind of investigating that. Maybe that's a cosmic matter that like uh, they have to take into their hands as well. Maybe that's important. So they're like being seen there. Maybe they're trying to repair it. Meanwhile, all these fucking cryptids are wreaking havoc and crying like babies. Now, the question I have, just that could, going, you know, piggybacking off this potential theory that these places are breaks in the fabric of reality. If that is the case, would it, it's logical to assume that there's other places on the planet where we would have access to these other dimensions from our dimension. Is well, that a fair assumption? Yeah, I feel like it would be these places. Like, do you think it's just a one-way, like, they come here, but we can't go there through those places where they're coming through? Well, that's kind of what, it, like, I don't know, it's because as far as I'm aware, there's never been an experience like that where there's, like, I saw something I shouldn't have, or maybe perhaps it already is that, and reality is different there, and these things are, are in their element. Well, my my thing is that, you know, all these cryptids, you know, look like something that could potentially be in our reality, but they're not. So they're a little off. So my thing is maybe it's something like some sort of energy or some weird kind of matter that we don't understand trying to make shape in our reality. So like if we were if we went to where they're at, we'd be something completely different. Maybe we would even be I don't know, we'd die or something, I have no idea. It could be terrifying. It's so you, interesting. Do you think these things might be shapeshifters who are stranded here from their other dimension because it might be a one-way in and not out? Or perhaps it's similar Perhaps, to, and they're just, like, adapting, trying to adapt, you know? Perhaps it's similar to a ghost where it's, like... I mean, if, if you buy into this, where the theory is, like, you know, it's just it, the way energy tries to take shape. So it's, like, if it was a person that died, like... It might not look like that person, but, like, that's the form it knows how to take. So it's just taking that form coming here. So it's, like, deposit deposits of energy from other places in the multiverse that come here and try to form into something as close to as they can get to what they actually are. That is an interesting fucking take. And it, it is kind of, like, cool to think that I mean, energy is always like there's just there's always the same amount of like energy and shit. Yeah, it just gets it's just yeah, it just gets recycled, created. right? It gets recycled. So it's kind of cool to think that aliens definitely exist in that there is energy in other places in the universe. I want to. I want to. And that's kind of you know we are energy. We're matter. We're. It's nice. I want to sidetrack here because I don't believe in that statement. What? Saying, no, 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 the statement oh. I said. No, no, <laughs> oh, yours, okay. no, no, I was going to say, like, what? Not yours. You don't no, think no, that's no. whimsical and nice? No, I, yours I do agree with. I'm talking about, uh, like, matter can't be created or destroyed. I don't particularly believe that because I, I know matter cannot be destroyed. But to say that it can't be created, it had to be created at some point. It's like all the deposits of all the different things in the universe were just released at once. It's like that's all you get. Yeah, like it. it that really is kind of like, weird to think about. It, in when you really trace it back, like yeah, space. There's like the matter that's in space. Well, it's not. I, I mean, matter can change into other things and still be the same amount of matter. No, no, I know that, but I'm saying in general, like matter as an object, it has to be created at some point because yeah. if you follow the lineage of 
the universe or this dimension, if you will, all the way back to its inception, even if matter was just here, there has to be a way it can be created if it's just present. And yeah. if it's not just present, then that would also mean that it has to be created. So both of those options equal matter having to be created in some fashion. What if our reality is the tulpa of a different reality? It very well could be. I don't know. My my thing is, it doesn't necessarily have to be created. Well, if you believe in the Big Bang, then yeah, it does. Everything, you know, was nothing, then there was something. But kind of like what you were saying, it's like it could just be, it could have always been here, but why couldn't it have just been formed into something else, you know? No, I'm saying even further, like, if it's always been here, mm-hmm. then when you trace it back to its historical roots, where did it come from? You know, like, at, well, at the well, inception of the the universe or the multiverse, where this matter was just, like, it appeared, it's just, it's like nothing can exist without matter. But matter, how does it just exist? So why does there have to be an inception? What do you mean? You're saying, oh, when, you know, when everything's, you know, first started, then it would have had to be created then, but why does that have to be the case? Why couldn't it it just have always been and always will be? It could. That's what I'm I'm proposing here. Like, it very well could. Mm -hmm. But then at that point, my thought would be, if it's always been here, we should, in theory, be able to study it enough to where we can synthetically recreate it. But we can't. If it's if it's the one con- it's like oxygen, you know, it's the one constant that we have here on this planet. And we understand it enough to where we can not enough to survive, but you can have like a synthetic form of oxygen or a man made form of it and use it to sustain yourself. It's not like a never ending source like oxygen, but the the idea of it becoming like being able to cultivate oxygen can exist, but matter it doesn't. So it's like th- that's why it's so crazy. Cause it's like how, how is matter? Answer that question. I think you're forgetting our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How? But then I always thought that too. <laughs> it goes. Back, you know, I considered that. It's... It goes back to the same question I have about matter. It's like so God was just there. It's like okay. Why? Like, was he like how long was he always just there? And like, within the past six billion years, he just decided to do like a startup company. Yeah, that that does. Once you think about it like that, it does kind of just displace the mystery. Yeah, and it's like to just God. It's like, well, what about him? If someone, <laughs> so the thing is, someone, guy? it goes back to matter. It's like someone either had to, in a in a way, something had to create God, or. We have to accept that God has just always been present. Somehow, in some... If anything, God is just matter. That's what it is. That's, like, what it is. We can't figure it out. Because if God is this never-ending force that has just existed within, like, his realm or its realm, whatever, where did it come from? And if you say it's always been here, okay, fine. What did it do before us? Does it watch other universes? Does it just have, like, are there multiple gods that watch different universes? Or does he watch the endless infinity that is space? 
What is it? Hmm. That, you don't you answer it. No, no one you, can you, answer you, this no question. No one can answer it, yeah. We all just assume because we live on Earth, it's like the, the Earth is nothing to space. Yeah. Like, it really isn't. And even if, if God isn't matter, then it's like, well, he created us in his image, right? So he is, we are matter. Is he matter? I don't know. But it is weird to think that it, his godhood kind of relies on physicality. Yeah, because bit. without it, matter, without matter, without something to touch, without, you know, what, what is it? But what that, is it? One more question on matter. <laughs> just one more Jesus. question. Like the There's energy. some philosophy students who are just screaming in their cars right now listening to us. If you know, like, if I'm speaking completely out of turn here, please, like, let me know because I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm asking questions. I'm having a good time. And That's all that matters. These are mostly rhetorical because I don't think you guys are going to answer these questions. No, yeah. But I it's mean... just something I think about. And the question is, like, energy is constant, right? So it's like they, most people abide by, like, even upon death, like, the energy that sustains us is just like put out into the world. Yeah. Is energy matter or is matter energy or are they two completely separate things? Like that think about it. what is Isn't it? matter made up of energy? So isn't everything energy? That's what I'm asking. Is that true? I don't know. I think so. I could be wrong. That would that makes more sense than energy being matter. Like matter would be made up of something. Mm. But then the question is, what is antimatter? Is that nega energy? There's there's energy too. Well, don't they call it uh, dark energy? Also, that's something that is we we will not be able to discuss. That's something like Griff would know. Dark matter. Yeah, it's dark matter. I think. I need I did something like I try looking into dark matter and it's like it's literally just like a it, for lack of a better term it's just a wormhole that you can't get out of because everyone has their theories on what it is but no one has a definitive solution because literally the people that do have the definitive solutions are like we kind of know but we don't know no really I thought dark matter just to simplify it as best as possible is just the space that fills up the matter, you know, in between. <laughs> All right. The space that yeah. fills the what? matter. No, no, no. Like, there's matter, but then there's the space in between the matter, and that's that's the uh, the dark matter. That That's a ridiculously interesting know. point you've raised. I don't know. I don't know if that's right. I am intrigued <laughs> by what you have to say. All now, Mitch, right. I do believe that you have yeah. something you want to bring I up here. I got a question. So last week, or wait, was it last week? I can't remember. Well, you did the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh, no, so, oh, right, two <laughs> weeks ago then. So you were doing your triangle theme, whatever. Well, but it was last week. I don't even remember. It was the. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So two or three weeks ago, you did the Bridgewater Triangle, and to me, you know, the way I see this story. And, you know, the Chestnut Ridge and you have the Bridgewater Triangle. Very similar. Uh, Which one's crazier? Chestnut Ridge. To me, personally. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's just a lot more going on. The Bridgewater Triangle has a lot more specific incidences. Incidents? Yeah, like more like, oh, this story's been told so many times. It's consolidated. You can find it anywhere. But the Chestnut Ridge just has a lot more, like, Whoa! Yeah, the yeah, wow like, factor is through the roof. 
you don't know what you're thinking. You don't know what you're getting into. You're like, this is fucking crazy. It's like it has everything. Orbs, fucking crazy animals, fucking Bigfoot, UFOs, anything you want. Yeah, it's got it all. It's crazy. It does have it all. It's now, all there. that is, in a nutshell, <laughs> the chestnut Chestnut. Um, it's just an interesting little location that has some weird stuff going on around it. You know, it's a fun time. It's a Pennsylvania, time. weird place. Everyone's happy about it. Yeah. And, well, I, I don't know if that's true. They might not be happy about it. I don't know, man. It. Appalachian Mountains are weird. Have you ever been there? Uh, I want to go. No, I've been to the Rocky Mountains, but not the Same. Appalachian. Appalachian. Kecksburg's probably happy about it. They got their annual UFO uh, fest. Think of all the money they bring uh, in. Yes, their tourism check. That, hey, that I'm sure it's me. a good time. I'd want to go. I'd go, yeah. Oh, that'd be a really interesting time, I think. Dude, we were talking about it earlier. 500 miles away, let's do it. Yeah, we... I looked it up. It's 501 miles from my house. All right. Well, we could... Now people know exactly where you live. Yeah, if you uh, put a little diameter there. <laughs> Make that the radius. But uh, with that being said, brace yourself for next week. Yeah. Next week is going uh, to be very intense. I want to say this up front now, okay? Uh, I will, I'll say it again we'll next week. We'll say it, week. yeah, at the beginning. Again, but, but I want to say this now is that um, we will be making jokes. And they will not be like, you're not going to be like, oh my God, these guys are disgusting. But what you have to understand is that the only way to get through subjects like this is to have a sense of humor. If you don't go into it with a sense of humor, it literally will make you want to commit suicide. No, yeah, but it, it is important that we get it out, and this is how we do it. So yeah, exactly. And it's like you know what? Like, I'm not. We're not gonna be cracking jokes at you know personal expense, but there will be you know moments of lightheartedness or things like that because it's just one of those topics where like you have to you have to cover it in such a specific way. That we're going to do it in our own way. All right, we're going to yeah. make it our own. And just, I want you guys all to have, you know, a prepared mindset for that. It is a topic in need of palate cleansers, and we'll try to do that for mm-hmm. you. And as well as for ourselves. I, I really, I want to say this message here. I'll say it next week again as well. Just a little pre warning. This is going to be a very expansive series. Uh, the Franklin cover-up in and of itself will cover a few weeks, if not more, uh, of time just because it's a very dense subject with yeah. a lot of people and very specific like dates, times, individuals, things of that nature. And after that, there are a few other uh, related things that uh, I really think are important to talk about now, uh, yeah. especially in this time. Yeah. So... If this is something that you don't find uh, that you want to, you know, listen to, I want you to give it a chance because it it's very not wholesome. It's very prevalent, though. Yeah, it's, for those of, it's like, important. Have we even been so outright and to say that it is about pedophilia and child trafficking? Oh yeah, it's yeah. I, I brought that within, up. I believe. Yeah, powerful people. Just making sure that that was notated that we weren't trying to. Be like, ooh, you have to listen to find out. Like, no, it's going to have to deal with that. Yeah, it's very heavy uh, pedophilia. Uh, so just be ready for that. It is, I no want, one wants to hear about it. I want to tell you this also. It's important that people know about things. Brace like yourselves, because 
there will be names in these stories and these accounts that uh, are very famous. And I'm not talking uh, about Epstein. I'm talking about in the Franklin cover-up specifically uh, individuals that you might uh, idolize or enjoy their work. And you're going to hear some of this and it might change your opinion. And I just want you to go with an open mind and just learn. It's it's going to teach you a lot, I think. Yeah. But in any case, we're going to do it. We're going to have a good time, as good a time as we can have, and you guys should be there too. Hell yeah, we anyway. are. So we'll be back next week with yeah. a what a fuck a very insane topic. So please be prepared. Hell yeah, that was Chestnut Ridge, a little light-hearted thing for you. All right, uh, we're starting a cult. That's Grant. I'm Jake. Uh, Mitch was here. Follow us on all the shit. Right, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also Libsyn is where you can stream us, and also on anything that you stream your podcasts on, probably like Spotify or something. Also, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts is in there. We're on a bunch of places you can listen to it. You're listening right now, in fact. But Libsyn is the main place. Anyway, also we have Patreon. There is a link below. Uh, we love you. See you next week. We'll be back. Bananas. No. Just. Yes. Uh, like, yes. Yeah, come on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.